Have you always wanted to start your own business? Do you have an innovative idea or an invention, but just don't know how to turn it into a company? Are you already in business and need some help growing? The BRF's Entrepreneurial Accelerator Program can help. At EAP, we work alongside you, helping you with things like financial modeling, funding strategy, pitch preparation, and marketing strategy. So what are you waiting for? Go to EAPLA.com today and set up a time to talk with our team. Let EAP help you launch or grow your business in North Louisiana today. Welcome back to On the Cusp. I'm Dave Smith with the Entrepreneurial Accelerator Program. Back with me for the next episode is my co-host, Matt Snyder. And Matt's brought a really fun, festive guest for this one. I'll let you Man, I'm pumped it. about this. I mean, we've been <laughs> friends a long time. And, and my man, Sylvester Marshall here from Social Circle Events and Entertainment. And really, Sylvester and I met kind of because we were both kind of trending down the same lines of creating cool new events on our own. And um, he's been a blast to work with and see what he can do. And I'm excited to have you on here and we'll try to behave and not, <laughs> not act up too much. But why don't you just tell us basically how you got started first? Well, we started in 2017. I just kind of um, traveling through the country, the region with work. Um, I would see these really cool events going on in these places and some of these major cities. And I was like, you know, we can kind of do some of this in Shreveport. And so I started out really small with wanting to create um, just small intimate events. And so I just started out inviting classmates, people that I knew were trying to get their businesses off the ground. I figured it would be a good way for them to kind of have a platform to launch their business and kind of get some free promo and some marketing. and. You know, through a lot of hard work, <laughs> a lot of mistakes, a lot of lost money, as you may understand, um, we've grown, um, done some really cool stuff over the years. Well, so was was Brunch Under the Bridge the first one? Brunch Under the Bridge was kind of our big lunch um, as far as we had done a lot of other smaller events. It came out of nowhere. And it was so, like, for me, it was like, <laughs> that's the first time I heard of you. Right. Because it was brunch under the bridge or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then the picture, it was like, was huge. So brunch under the bridge was kind of our huge first ticketed, open to the public kind of introduction to the city. And boy, was I in for a uh, <laughs> See, a I think we're really lucky in Treeport because we got guys like you and Matt who are putting on really fun events and the to me you know Matt and I get in this big debate over do we need more jobs or we need more culture okay mm -hmm. I think what we've come up with is yes we need both yes you definitely need both you need the jobs to sustain the culture and to grow it and uh, on all across the board um, and also you need something to attract the jobs as well. Yeah, and, and one thing that Sylvester's always really impressed me with is if you have the right people creating the culture, creating the events, Sylvester sets a standard for his events. This is a culture that has dress codes a lot of time. Mm -hmm. Definitely has Sylvester on social media hammering <laughs> people about how yeah. they're gonna act at his event. And he's setting the standard of what a cool event in Treeport is and how you act it at it and I think that's what I try to do too and I think that's important right because if you just have anybody creating the culture of your city 
Well, then you're you're left for whatever it is. Your c- culture, your city can be YouTube videos of machine guns and and drugs. Right. Absolutely. And I think that kind of gets lost a lot. Also, is it's kind of showing the a, a different narrative. I think sometimes we watch the news. Sometimes we watch, you know, oh. Fox News, CNN, whatever, whatever we watch. And I know Shreveport kind of gets in that box of thinking that that certain things are just a certain way or or. Uh, well, it, I mean, it's all about the algorithms in the in the right. search engines and and, and, and exactly in the platforms yeah, exactly. and whatever people are, you know, clicking on is going to quickly rise to the top. OK, it, exactly. And the bad thing about Shreveport is that's what's always at the top. Right. You can on any given day. I don't care what you want to go. OK, I, I think, you know, to me, the that's what people see. Mm-hmm. OK, what they don't but that's see. That's not what's out. There. But that's not what's out there. That right. is not Shreveport. And so people, I think, get up from their cell phones, their laptops, their computers, and they think that's they think that's the, the full story. They think that's the story of Shreveport. They think that's the narrative. And so that was kind of my thing is to show that no that's that's not the, that's not the narrative that is a that's a long list of other stuff but that is not the narrative of what uh, goes we, on we you know we agree with you that is not the narrative Sylvester over- talk about your audience at your events because I, I think from an event guy to an event guy what I've always been very impressed by is that you found a group of people that were underserved in the event and entertainment mm-hmm. world of Shreveport. And you started giving them high quality events and they have reacted and are extremely loyal to your events at this point. So I would say our, our clientele, it started with um, people that I just grew up with, went to college with, things like that. People that had moved to Shreveport that weren't necessarily from Shreveport. Uh, I went to Northwestern, so there are a lot of people from Lafayette and Alexandria and Baton Rouge that are here in Shreveport that they don't really, you know, they just... They don't know. know. They don't know what goes on. They're not from here. And I just found that there wasn't really a lot of events and festivals going on or just things for them to do. So it was a comfortable space for them to come out and kind of enjoy. And one thing we kind of uh, honed in on was... You know, for a long time, Shreveport had this connotation from uh, in the black community of uh, from the DJs and music of being like this rough, hard hip hop community of of just, you know, uh, that I believe that just bred and fueled a lot of violence and things like that that happened in the city and the region. And so my thing was to create, you know, you can change a narrative. Um, you may not change it overnight. You may not change it in a day. You may not change it, you know, in seven days or a year or whatever. But you can really show and change uh, to come to combat that. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, Matt and I have talked about this before. You know, I, I grew up in a different era. Um, the downtown was crazy. We had the riverfront. Okay, I went to school in Monroe. And I had friends from Shreveport and we were on the weekends. We were coming to Shreveport. Mm -hmm. okay, because there was just so much to do and there was something going on every weekend. Right. okay. Um, I want to see that. All right. That's what I want. And Sylvester's done a great job of creating events that look a certain way. I mean, you 
Sylvester's last event, I mean, you couldn't have had any more pink out there. I mean, and, and they're at a higher level. And there is an audience oh, yeah. that I feel like is full of, when I look at your, your audience, it's nurses and attorneys and, you know, it's professionals we see all the time that no one was creating events for. Right. And what that also does is that elevates everyone. So yes. whereas... Yes, you have your high-level professionals, business owners, and things like that. You also have, like, for instance, our New Year's Eve. I mean, you just have your everyday guy that, you know, he never gets a chance to take his wife out with a tuxedo on and her with a nice dress on. And, you know, everyone kind of needs that, wants that, you know, wants to feel feel that uh, elevated level of So since you brought it up, like rock the clock, your New Year's <laughs> Eve party. The first one, how many people were at it? First New Year's Eve, it was it was pretty good because we had, you know, kind of built a name and things like that. So we had about 500 people at the first one. Yeah, so at this point, everybody was looking because Shreveport had no New Year's Eve parties. Right. We were all kind of working on these New Year's Eve mm -hmm. things, and there wasn't any. Okay, this year, how many years later, how many people? Um, we topped right at 3,000 people this wow, year. that's uh, an event. The lieutenant governor called it the biggest New Year's Eve celebration in the state. Uh, I say the region. I think you probably have to go to Dallas maybe for an all formal event. Uh, we have national sponsors such as Jack Daniels, Corbell Champagne. This year we had Herodura Tequila. Uh, so we. 3,000 people mm -hmm. in the Streetport Convention Center. Formal event. <laughs> I mean, yeah. people do not realize it, that that is happening. We sold out the Hilton Hotel. Uh, Pretty much every hotel downtown was sold out. How many problems did you have? Zero. Not one. That, that is a that <laughs> you is do a lot. I, I fight mean, too. You're, you're not just Shreveport. We were talking before. You're splitting your time back and forth between New Orleans and Shreveport, right? Yeah, but that's for the nine to five. <laughs> yeah, for your nine to five. <laughs> right. That's the other cool thing about Sylvester. <laughs> Sylvester's a very successful um, <laughs> so, entrepreneur, you know, worker. Work, well, so, so I started out uh, for the past 12 years, I was in pharmaceutical sales, medical devices. And so now I'm in governmental affairs and policy for I uh, moved over to the government side, policy side, uh, this past August, so I've been doing that. So you call Sylvester and he's on his way to the Capitol, <laughs> and you're like, well, have you ordered all that champagne for your event? Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So I'm, all day long, I'm constantly changing, changing hats. Yeah. That, that, that keeps is, you busy, for sure. That's so cool, and like, a lot of the people that are doing cool things right now, especially in business in Shreveport and I mean Louisiana Daiquiri comes to mind and CNC and all this these are people that are working several different things right. to make it all work and mm -hmm. we all kind of are having to because the events like you said we worked lots of years right I don't think people, without making money and with huge risk and people don't understand and I think that's also the, the our age the millennial culture now is the kind of okay I I have my nine to five, I have my career, but then also for my peace of mind, I've also learned all these things kind of just in our time and um, this new entrepreneurial spirit is, okay, I can also have, I can also take these tools I've learned yeah. from the corporate world and put them into my own business and kind of- And help my community. And help my community. Before we go, we, uh, we would not be doing this justice if we didn't go into this for a minute. Let's go. <laughs> all right, let's go. How does the city and the community get better 
at supporting startup cultural initiatives. Because me and you, it took a lot of years mm -hmm. before anybody paid mm -hmm. us any attention. We can go all day on whether the support is mm -hmm. good or bad now. Let's just go in a positive light. Let's talk about how it can get better. I think the city pours too much time, energy, and resources into the events that are put on by the city. Or, a city or that have existed forever or and that have always have existed been there. For, forever. I mean, you know, I love Hamels Park. Shreveport lives in a nostalgia era in everything. Like, I think anytime you talk, talk about the fairgrounds, everybody, mm -hmm. you know, oh, I used to go to captain's games. You know, yeah. I did too. I ate the ice cream out of the hat, right, all yeah. the cool stuff. However, it was there. We yeah, like the, to pass by it and say it's there, but are we actually going and supporting it? That's that? good. But yeah. what if we were not talking about how great that was and we were right. planning on how right. we were going to go do something cooler? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> like, like, I loved Hamels Park, but, you know, I ride by and I'm like, wow, you know, if somebody said they were, you know, it's not there anymore, but if somebody said they wanted to build some condos out there, you know, everybody would be, in, I think it's a church now, but, you know, we hold on to these things that... Yeah, I think that church still kept the log ride around for 20 years. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, it, and it felt, and it felt, it, it gave us a sense of, you know, comfort to ride by Community. and still see connection. It. Con yeah. You connect with those things exactly. So anytime somebody wants to touch these things, we get in an uproar. Same with events. Is that a lot of these events that were created 20, 30, you know, years ago have not kept up with the times. Have not transitioned. They have That's not true. connect. They have no longer connected the community. Um, and they're good. For what they are. You're good for what they the are. The people that love them, support them, that's great. But I think we both agree that we have to be looking for the next generation. I want to find the next Matt and Sylvester's when they start, and I want to put some support behind exactly. them in their early years. Exactly. Instead of ignoring yeah. them. And right. Actively yeah. fighting them at times. Or, or putting obstacles up in there. Right. There are so okay. many obstacles it takes to host an event in Shreveport. They will say it's not. You will hear it's not. You will hear. We are not. Um, I think New Orleans had that. We are the city of yes. Yeah. Um, campaign as far as like events, festival, business. Like we will make it work. We will figure it out versus no. <laughs> I always tell a story and I'm going to tell it and... If I get edited, whatever. <laughs> when you look at Cleveland Spears in New Orleans, and he started the Fried Chicken Festival, and in the first year, probably was expecting, what, 20,000 people and had 150,000? Mm -hmm. The city and the support, they didn't fight against oh, him. Yeah. They helped him keep growing. Exactly. In Alexandria, there was a guy that started some small festivals about the time I started Derby Day. And within two years, the city was investing in him, helping exactly. him create a bigger festival on their riverfront. Exactly. The city is only invested in, I feel like, investing in city, city events um, or intertwined in this network of nonprofits and business and who gets a salary to put on an event versus a true entrepreneur who just sees something, had an idea, had a vision for We've something. We've got to open take the risk and go out there yeah. and to take do the it. Risk. I mean, the That's risk right. thing is a big thing. One of the biggest right. reasons I was given of why we were not supporting was you're a for-profit. Yeah, of which course. Which is 
outrageous when you have a young, new, whatever event person taking the risk on their shoulders to create events, right. which are so risky. And, and saying you can't do it unless you're a big established nonprofit. There's nothing wrong with a for-profit teaming with the city and paying the city for the services that nothing, they're going to have to. Nothing wrong with it at all. Nothing wrong with it. And I don't think anybody. What and I mean, when you look at the world, the, the world, the coolest things are started by entrepreneurs and people. Like nobody complains about going to pay the New Orleans Saints for their ticket. That's right. What's next for you? Um, so we've, we've branched out outside of just doing events and, uh, and event production. Cause we still, we produce our own events as well. And however, now we've started producing for other entities and things like that. So we really enjoy that side, uh, versus the tickety kind mm -hmm. of event. So we're moving more to the corporate side and putting together conferences and, um, different week long kind of things for people and organizations and companies. Um, I really enjoy that piece. So we're still, we're still learning, we're still growing, we're still trying to, you know, figure it out. As a business owner, I'm still trying to figure it out every day because it's a lot of times we do, do something big, the community loves it, and I'm scared, scratching my head trying to figure well, out how to it. If you're a corporate guy looking at, <laughs> to hire somebody like you, you get to know that that's a guy that's learned how to do it at a high level at a low cost because yeah. you have to. You, you, yeah. have so to you get a skill you, that you have. You have <laughs> to. You have you to. You will not get and from a just a kid out of college that wants to kind come. Of, right. Kind of what we Definitely. talked about. Well, look, thanks for coming. This has been great conversation. We appreciate you being here, and we like what you're doing in Shreveport. Oh, dude, love. Thank what you. Doing. Thank you. All right. Thank you, man.